There's five daily practices to incorporate what we're talking about. I promise you one thing. If you do what other people don't do, it will tell you all its secrets. You do the simple things every single day because if you do things every single day, you learn to love the things that you hate. I love what I do and it's hard sometimes. Why? Because time is a dependent variable for all of us. Because energy, just like money, just like behavior, it aggregates, accelerates, and it compounds on itself. And this is not just a theory. It, you can ask Dr. Vu afterwards. This is how you live and work and why I believe you need daily practices seven days a week. It's why I study time to make sure that I'm waiting the 24 hours that you're guaranteed every single day of your life. You're guaranteed 24 hours, except for the last day. To me, that's one of the easiest ways, perspective-wise, to get after it every single day, to do the simple things every single day. Because if you do things every single day, you learn to love the things that you hate, and you learn to love the things you don't love, and you learn to love the things you don't like, and you learn to love the things other people don't like, you learn to love the things other people don't love, and you do it every single day, and you don't quit, even if it's two minutes a day, two minutes a day is worth way more than two hours on a Saturday. If you do that every single day, consistently, persistently, without quit, in the pursuit of what you want, not what other people want, not what other people think you want, not what you're missing, not what you don't have, the void shortage is not gold, but what you want, I promise you one thing. If you do what other people don't do, it will tell you all its secrets. I don't really believe that old saying, you know, oh, if you love what you do, it's gonna, you'll never work a day in your life. Bullshit. I love what I do. And it's hard sometimes. The simple things are hard sometimes. But I know one thing because my superpower of mental toughness is I can do stuff every single day. Every single day. And instead of living in the extra mile, I live in an empty mile. An empty mile is where nobody else is. It's less competitive. Why is it less competitive? Because you have all the cheat codes. It's told you all the secrets. I, I'm not very good at Fortnite. But if I had all the cheat codes of Fortnite, I'd kick my son's ass and all his friend's ass at Fortnite. That's what I do in life. I'm looking for the secrets and it comes from the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential and being able to learn to love the things you don't love. And how do we do that? Well, first understanding the conscious and you can check this out with Dr. Vu, but I believe it's true, you have a cellular memory, and it's a short memory, it's 24 hours. That's why they tell you it takes 21 days to form a habit, break a habit. No, it takes a minimum of 21 days of consistent behavior to talk to your subconscious mind. Now, the subconscious that you have is a beast because it hosts not just the 10,000 new thoughts that you have every day that's going through your cellular structure, but it has 40,000 of the same thoughts every day in your subconscious. Unfortunately for us, they're genetically and energetically inherited. You're born with a subconscious. And so what happens? The subconscious, 80% of the thoughts, words, beliefs, actions, and feelings that you host in your intermediate memory are negative. And the thing about the subconscious that makes it even exponentially worse is those negative thoughts are repetitive. And so if you're not taking control mentally of what input you're putting into you consistently, persistently, 
then you're going to be repetitively working against yourself and that's what people call getting in your own way. It's the negative words, the negative thoughts, the negative beliefs and feelings. You know, if you close your eyes right now, when I say when, you just count down from 10. And when I say now, you say out loud, I love myself, or just say I am, either one. Let's watch what happens. You ready? When I say when, count down in your head, not out loud. But when I say now, state I am. Ready? When. Go, not, quietly. 10, 9, go ahead. Now. Anybody still count down in their head? You still count, you can't, you can't count down in your head when you're talking, right? Your words are powerful. Same with your actions, same with your beliefs and feelings. So I want you to realize that one, if I control everything in the conscious day, the 24 hours I'm guaranteed, except for the last day of your life, and I hope you die in your sleep so you haven't been cheated out of the last day too much. But if you pass in the morning, big deal. Out of 80 years, you were cheated, what, 12 hours or something? It's a great way to look at life. It fires you up that, hey, this is my day. I'm guaranteed it. I'm going to do, say, think, feel, and believe everything in a trajectory of where I think I want to be or better. And time is the dependent variable that everybody misses out on. The exponentiality, as we build a different mindset inside our subconscious, it speaks to that epigenetic layer that Dr. Vu was talking about, which active, activates your essence, your quantum being. The subconscious is automatically enough. Your quantum being, it is your frequency. It is your essence. It will elevate your awareness, even continually, exponentially, make things even easier than they are. And so how do we do this? How do we control the things we think, say, do, and believe? It's through time. So let's start with the practice of taking the non-negotiables first. If you buy into the fact, anyone not buy into the fact you get 24 hours a day except for the last day of your life? Why? Because time is a dependent variable for all of us. There's only two dependent variables. One is extremely difficult to understand. I study it all the time. For the life of me, I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to explain it. It's space. I've studied applied mathematics, theoretical physics. I don't think I could explain how space is a dependent variable, but time's easy because everybody knows we have 24 hours. So what are we going to do? We'll use me as an example. I take my calendar, which is what? A platform of time. No matter how you use your calendar on your phone or in a desktop or a piece of paper. And I take the number one non-negotiable in my life, which is sleep. Sleep. Everybody does it. Most people go to bed at night, wake up in the morning more tired than they went to sleep. That's like taking you all out to dinner, three, four hour dinner, all the courses, and we all walk out and look at each other and go, oh man, I'm hungry, you wanna get some more? That's what people do every day. And sleep's the most powerful thing you have because not only does it allow you to plateau and grow the next day by recovering, but it allows you to access information. It allows you to take the info and put it into action if we understand sleep. I have a sleep coach I have for 17 years. I went from wanting to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which I represented, to being in the Pro Sleep Hall of Fame. Because everybody sleeps probably on average seven, eight hours, imagine if I could be the best sleeper, what that's going to do competitively in my performance. If you're not paying attention to your sleep, make that your number one non-negotiable. So for me, seven hours non-negotiable, it's in my calendar, unwinding routine at 9 p.m., I'm up at 4 a.m. Pacific time. So if it's East Coast, it's now midnight unwinding, 7 a.m. 
with exceptions. Everything I say I'm human has exceptions, but the more consistent and persistent you are, the greater the outcomes will be. Because energy, just like money, just like behavior, it aggregates, accelerates, and it compounds on itself. You get that cheat code, that ease, it's gonna exponentially go from one to two to four to eight to 16, not one to two to three to four, back to two to one, back to two to three. So I want you to get that non-negotiable of sleep in the calendar. Then I block off three hours more of awake time of non-negotiables. And I start with my health. Obviously that's important and prioritized by everybody that does this. Right? If you don't take care of yourself, you're not gonna take care of anything else, including your faith. Including your faith. I've seen some really faithful people kill themselves because they don't prioritize their health. So I put in a minimum of an hour a day on my health then I put in a minimum of, of time for faith. So whether it's meditation, research, I study the Bible, the Course in Miracles, I study all Bibles, all types of different things to get a understanding of inspiration. That's my fuel. I know I'm connected to something way bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful source that loves me, protects me, and promotes me more than my mom. So if I'm not studying how do I access all of that, I'm 56 years old, most people cannot keep up with me can't keep up with me energetically. You could outrun me now, but you could not keep up with me. Because why? I've learned one thing. We all are connected to the same amount of energy. I just learned not to interfere with it as much as most people on earth. I don't interfere with it with the ego, with the reaction to fear that interferes with the source of energy, feeling punished, blame, shame, justification, a need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty. You know, all those things are sucking away the source of energy that you have been given. And so I take that non-negotiable of time for faith and then family. I'm very pragmatic. Minimum amount of time with the people that are most relative to me, that feed, not only feed me the most, but are most relative to me and for that day, the most association for that day. Considering the weather, the flat tire, the in-laws, wherever you are. All of those combine to figure out where and who I should spend my time with each day for a minimum amount of time, non-negotiable. So it's 30 minutes with my wife, minimum. 30 minutes with my 13-year-old who's here with me, minimum. Two minutes a day, minimum, with my three daughters. 24, 22, and 19, I asked for five. They gave me two. But two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. Every day, I don't miss it. One minute with my mom may be the best advice I can give you in non-negotiables. If you have parents that are still here, call them, text them, email them every day, tell them four things. I'm happy, I'm healthy, I love you, and appreciate you. If you tell your parents every day those four things, they'll stop make you, making you drive down an hour to fix their screen door when you easily can afford someone that actually knows how. That's all. When they ask you to do stupid shit, it's just because they want to see if you're happy, healthy, love, and appreciate them. They don't care about the screen door. Then I spend a minimum of 10 minutes a day on that relativity, reaching out to the people for that day that are most relative to me. I actually have a list of about 4,000 and some people, and I will just go down. I know some of my friends here from Dan to Mike to Ken, they'll get a random task. Hey, how you doing? Anything I can be to do a service? It's just because your name came up on my list and I haven't seen you, because if I saw you, I'd check you off and, and go down. Sometimes it's more than 10 minutes. But after I get through that, then it's finance. I study my calendar activity. I get paid for activity. I don't get paid for activity. I have planned activity. I don't have planned. Most people ignore the activity as well. They don't have planned. Let me tell you how powerful the blank space in your calendar is. 
That's where everybody gets lost. Imagine if wherever you went, you went to Costco at noon, you went to the Rolling Stones concert at SoFi, you came to, uh, think of it another, oh, the airport. Imagine everywhere that you went, there was a VIP parking place waiting for you. How much time, emotion, energy, and money you would save if everywhere you went, there was a spot waiting for you, save for David Meltzer. That's what the white space in your calendar is. Because if you develop a well-developed plan of non-negotiables and negotiables, activity unplanned and unplanned, paid for and unpaid for, and your sleep, I promise you one thing, God will laugh at you. The more well-developed of a plan you come up with, God's gonna say, no, 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 no. You don't know what you don't know. I'm the omniscient. I'm the all-powerful. And since you think you're in control, I'm going to give you an indicator that you have a better place to be. It's called pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes. I'm going to indicate to you that don't touch the stove. I'm going to slap your hand and scream at you. You just don't know the stove's going to burn you, or the partnership's going to burn you, or the relationship's going to burn you, or that business deal's going to burn you, or buying that car, house, boat, plane is going to burn you. You don't know it. And if you think you're in control with your well-developed plan, I'm going to give you a little bit of pain to push you along because I'm here to what? Just like your mom, protect, promote, and love you. The only difference is, unlike your mom, your source, your God, religion, spirituality, philosophy, or theory, whatever you believe in, and I challenge all of you, because I don't care what labels you use. Labels are for shampoo. You tell me about your God, I'll tell you that 99.9% .9 of all gods, they're much bigger than you, and they love you, protect you, and promote you at all times more than your mom. If that doesn't get you fired up all day and give you confidence and inspiration, I don't know what it is. But I will tell you what happens is fear. And so you spend time, and all of a sudden, we get in search of, or we don't even look for, what we're afraid of. I will tell you that there's only two fears. Fear of the past and fear of the future. Some lie within us, some are obvious outside. For example, when they put the poisonous snake on Mike's lap, it was, the fear was outside of him, it was very obvious. But we don't know what fear hits him when he's training to fight McGregor, because it's so far in. If time is our dependent variable of this consistent, persistent pursuit and the utilization of the omniscient, all-powerful that loves, promotes, and protects us, then we would be wasting our time Every time we get angry, upset, separate, inferior, superior, not worthy, or whatever, searching for the fear. So I've created a mechanism to help with this, to keep mentally tough, and is forget about the fear. Go to a therapist, work through the genetic and energetic inheritance, the past trauma that all of us have suffered from the time we're born. I, I encourage you to get therapy. But if you want to live your life to the fullest, forget going every day into therapy to figure out, why am I so upset that my daughter's dating a fool? Just instead, learn to be aware of the reaction to fear, because it's really easy, right? The ego is built into us to react to fear. The minute you're afraid, the ego's gonna say, need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, worried. That's easy to, to identify. So instead of worrying about why you're afraid or angry or upset or anxious, depressed, what do we do? We don't resist it. The minute we feel interference, interference, 
from our source, that omniscient, all-powerful source. Don't try to go over it, under it, through it. Don't resist it. Don't outlogic it. Logic will never be on the same plane or frequency as emotion, energy, emotion. You cannot sit there, and I used to try to do this in law school. Don't worry, let it go, let it go, don't worry, don't worry. That, that, and I still was worried, because logic doesn't overcome the emotion. But what does is stopping. When your mind, body, and soul are on fire, when you have that need to be angry, upset, frustrated, anxious, before you go out of control, screaming at someone you love the most, over something stupid, maybe you're just hangry. One of my, my biggest emotional reactions. I'm just hangry. Just stop. Don't try to lie to it, cheat it, manipulate it, or deny it. Just stop. Breathe through your nose, out through your mouth. Drop down to center. Remind yourself who's walking with you inside of you. Recollect with that. Remember with it. And then roll into the right trajectory of where you want to be or better with the faith that you're protected and promoted and loved, not punished. No matter how bad it is. Now, in 2008, most of you know I lost over $100 million. Not only did I go bankrupt, but I had to go tell my mom, who the only reason I wanted to be rich was to buy her a house and a car because she raised six kids since the time I was five years old, worked two jobs, packed my dinner in a paper bag, filled up turnstiles at greeting school, uh, Greeting, uh, greeting cards at convenience stores just so we could eat. And so here I was worth everything I ever dreamed of and I had to tell my mom I lost it all, but worst, I lost her house because I didn't take my name off her title. So I had to tell her. And if that day, as I was walking away in tears after telling my mom who wasn't even phased by it, because why? My mom's here to protect, promote, and love me. So her reaction was, are you okay? Do you need any money? I'd repeat myself three times. I'm like, mom, you're in shock. You have to move. I lost your house. She's like, I'm not in shock. I love you. Is there anything I can do for you? It'll all work itself out. Because not only does she know the unconditional love, promotion, and protection she had for me, but she knew at all times. Because my mom, I used to always say, I don't believe in God, mom. And she said, oh, son, you believe in God. You believe in the wrong God. And that's the day I found out I was believing in the wrong God. And so when we continue this effort, we have to understand we're going to immediately know when we're reacting to fear. We may not know when we're afraid. I'm going to repeat that. You will immediately know when you're reacting to fear, but you won't always know when you're afraid. Yes, when that snake came on my lap, I was just as much as a chicken shit as Mike. I was afraid. But most of the things, I, I got molested when I was nine. I blacked it out. I, the person who was a relative that did it died of AIDS when I was in law school and called me to tell me he was sorry. And, it, and that was the first time in 15 years I even thought about there was anything wrong with, with me or anything that happened. So you don't always know why you're afraid. Your body will protect you. It will do all kinds of things to you, but you always will know your reaction to fear. And so we're going to stop, drop, and roll when our mind, body, and soul are on fire. So where were you going to roll with the fast, last five minutes? There's only two limitations that you have. One is the meaning you give to the infinite past. If you give the wrong meaning to the infinite past, if I would have given punishment the meaning of my bankruptcy, I would not be here today. I wouldn't be here. And the other limitation is your self-image for the future. 
Those are the only two things that are going to limit you in what you want to do. It's going to be the meaning you give your past or your self-image into the future. You will never overachieve your own self-image, which is dictated by the lessons, light, and love you give to the past, not the punishment of it. So what we want to do is there's five daily practices to incorporate what we're talking about. Number one, know what you want today. Remember, you get 24 hours guaranteed today except for the last day of your life. So what do I want today? Personally, considering all the external circumstances, the weather, the interest rates, an argument, take it into consideration. I have 24 hours. After my non-negotiables, I have 14 hours to do whatever I want today. That's a blessing. If you feel overwhelmed, tell yourself, hey, you know what? I can't get everything to done today. Why? Because I have so many options, opportunities, and touches of favor. I'm so protected, so loved. There's so much to do. My job is just to do as much as I can in the trajectory of where I think I want to be, a divine direction of where I want to be or better. Not where other people want me to be, where I want to be. Not what's missing, not what I don't have. So know what you want personally, experientially, giving and receiving wise. And know this about giving and receiving, by the way. Don't buy the bullshit that the more you give, the more you receive. Absolutely true. But most people don't take advantage of it because no one's out there teaching you the truth that I've learned from every Bible, spiritual, theoretical, philosophical text that I've learned about giving and receiving. The more you give, the more you're given. You have to be aware of what you're given by using gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability by finding the light, the love, and the past to be aware of what I've been given. And then even furthermore, you have to feel worthy to receive it. Because if you're not, you're going to end up like my mom, who taught me the more you give, the more you receive. So you start off with 100% of what you have every day. And you're like my mom, you give it away to your kids, the community, the Sunday schools, the women libbers, all the things she did in her life. But every time she gave that 100%, she was given 101, 102, 103% back. And even if she was aware of it some days, she would say, oh, no, no, it's okay. Right? My self-image limits me, so I'm only going to take 99% back because that's what humble generous people do. I'll, I'll give you 100%, but even though I'm being given 103 and 4%, and even if I'm aware of it, I just feel bad about it. So we don't take it. So what happens? Your new 100% is 99%. Then your new 100% is 98%. And by the time you're 80, it's a zero-sum game. Your new 100% is nothing. And now you need help. The exact polar opposite of your intention in life. So what I want you to do when you have what I want today is to elevate your awareness of, I'm going to give 100% today. The number one common denominator between the billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers that I work with is they have a desire that they must be what they can be. They give 100%, raising their awareness to what they're given, 101 to 105, and they feel good and they receive it all. So now you give you, receive, you are given more, you receive more, you ask for more, now you have more than more, you give more than more, are given more than more than more, ask for more than more than more. You see where you end up in 80 years? A billionaire, a millionaire, an entrepreneur, celebrity, an athlete, an entertainer that has more than enough left behind for everyone. In other words, in abundance. Two, know your who. Most people live their life in nothingness. Food in, food out. That's it. That's their life. When you know what you want, 
possibility, a mathematical advantage. If you know who you can help and who can help you, it's a probability. So number two, ask yourself, who can I help get to where they want to be and who can help me get to where I want to be? People who sit in a situation you want to be will give you directions on how to get there. Fastest way to get there. Three, know your how. We went over the calendar. I use lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. Time is my dependent variable to utilize the 24 hours I'm given to get the exponentiality of consistent, persistent behavior. Four, the biggest antidote to all of our issues in business, prioritization. Know your now. If you know what you want, who you can help, who can help you, and how to get it done, at all times, you're gonna know what to do now and know what to do next because you know what's important to you. And you have that empty space waiting for when a flat tire happens and you're like, oh, but I got a phone call with Michael Chandler at 9.30 and now I got a phone, oh, I got a flat tire. Oh, I got a hole here, I'm texting Mike, is 11.15 work? Instead of getting so upset over the flat tire because you don't know where the parking place is and then you forget to call Mike and you've waited three months to talk to him. Changing your life forever. Prioritization is the antidote to the two things that kill a business. One, procrastination. Two, feeling overwhelmed. It is impossible to procrastinate or feel overwhelmed if you know what's important to you in the divine direction of where you want to be and you prioritize accordingly. If you know your now and know your next, it's probably the most efficient, effective, and statistical success you'll have in your life. And then finally, we went over it. The fifth step, apply your why. Stop searching for what you think you don't already have. You do. Social media, I never thought I'd get involved with it and somehow I became a fairly well-known middle-aged mutant turtle on the internet and social media because I'm a little bit different if you watch my content. My content is about what I am. It's about what I am. And most people's content is about what you, they want you to think they are. And there's the energy gap your kids are going to have to suffer with. Know who you are, your skills, your knowledge, your desire. Let everybody know who you are, what you're afraid of, how you react to it, what has happened in your life, what you learned about it, the light, the love, and the lessons. That vulnerability, that essence of who you are will help attract, aggregate, and compound people at your frequency. Your frequency is your neighborhood. Don't invite the riffraff into your neighborhood. Don't invite it in, be yourself. You, if you're out there, you know, I love the people with fake followers, right? I'm like, hey, don't you get, if you want fake followers, guess who's gonna be following you? Fake people that like fake shit. That's not what I want. I attract more high-level executives, high-level billionaires, high-level entrepreneurs, because those guys know that if you're not talking about how much you almost screwed up your life and how you had your values in the wrong place and you didn't understand financing or you were financially, all the things that really happen instead of a 19-year-old life coach telling you they have all the secrets. Are you frick? Last thing, and then I went two minutes over, but I'm a time freak. My favorite thing about what I do, I, I love this. So I was all about money, right? When Dan and I met, my nickname was Midas. Everybody would come to me for money, you know, this and that. And it was in, wasn't until I lost everything that the real players reached out to me. Right? All the wannabes were coming to me when I had money, thinking there was some shortcut. 
And when I not only went bankrupt, but went out and told people about what happened and how it happened, and when I started to ask people for help, all of a sudden, John Hennessy, who'd been a friend of mine for 20 years, called me and said, hey, Dave, you know, I'd really like you to help me with this project. Mr. Wynn, all these people that I'd been around wanted nothing to do with the fake Dave Meltzer, the one who bragged, oversold, back-end sold, lied, manipulated, and cheat, the one that wanted people to think I was. Instead, they all know I am, because they are. They know all the stuff, the dummy tax that they paid. Now I'm valuable to them because I'll admit the dummy tax that I paid. And if they don't have to pay the tax that I paid, they know they're going to save a ton of money and they have a ton of money to make more money asking me, tell me about that. What'd you do wrong? They don't want to know what I did right. <laughs> they want to know what did I learn so they don't have to pay that tax. So everyone, remember the mental toughness. Learn to love what you do. Do it consistently every day through the cellular memory, the subconscious, and change your quantum being, your unconscious being. The genetic and energetic healing will start to happen. Be persistent. Don't quit. Remember, the simple things to do are unfortunately simple not to do. I'm known as the gratitude guy, and it took me nine months to say thank you before I went to bed and thank you when I woke up for 30 straight days because the simple things to do are the simple things not to do. If you enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, it will tell you all its secrets.